Hi, welcome to Comics Unscripted, the podcast from Foreign Press Comics. I'm Kyler Merrill, and today we have two guests here from Vandivards for a very special episode. We have Chris Benati and Tim Stolinski. How are you doing, guys? I'm good. It's Benamati. You got it right the first time, but not the second. You are what did right. I do? Benanti. Benati. Benati. It sounded right to me. It's fine. It's Benasnati, whatever. I it's did get good. it right the first for the record. I got it right the first time. He I did. want everybody to know that. It's um, um don't worry about it. I'm not mad. Yeah, but so um, what we're going to do this t- this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to do our um, <laughs> Comics Unscripted's Best of 2021. Um, I have a list of categories we're going to run through, kind of round robin. Um, you know, the answers don't have to be perfect. They're not our, the best ones. They're just our favorites. I mean, obviously mine are going to be correct because what I say is correct. And, and it's objectively the best, not subjectively, I think. I don't, I got that wrong. I think, I don't remember um anyway well i don't know what the difference i forget which one's which like i know it and then i don't know it i teach children um yeah so a- yeah we're gonna start off with um i just kind of general um what um whoever wants to who wants to start tim because he's okay. got his, yeah tim he's start better. and then let you and then i'll finish it and then like chris and i'll finish it out um okay. okay and then we'll just stay in that order if y'all don't mind or we can switch yeah, it up it. who knows let's um, do it so I wanted to start with what do you guys think is the biggest comic book related or publishing related news of 2021? Land of Bards being founded. <laughs> Not you no, still I, no, I had to oh, I know I had to go with the our obvious <laughs> one. Um, but no, um, I actually did have some. I almost put that in here. You can't call out your own stuff. I almost told you explicitly said uh, that, but well, good. I don't listen to rules anyway. Okay, um, there you much go. to my wife's chagrin. Do but, one, no, Tim, I, I actually did have a couple of serious uh, answers to that. Um, I think the Kickstarter blockchain issue mm-hmm. that's still kind of fomenting and coming out, um, more to follow on that, right? And and we're all kind of sitting here and waiting to see what the full picture is. So that's that's pretty big. I mean, late in the year, too. Nobody saw that coming, um, inclu- including their own employees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's messed up. Yeah, but um, I thought that Scout and starting their new headquarters and, and their own growth during the pandemic was pretty impressive. Um, that's definitely something that we've paid attention to and tried to learn from um, the smart things that they've done and, <laughs> and the kind of lessons learned that they've shared. Um, and hey, today, hey, hey, save some for the rest of us. Did you, did you have this one? I'll, I'll say it, Chris, and then you can talk about it because we were both chatting early, but that late breaking news about Dark Horse. Uh, entering into yeah purchase true. agreement with embracer group i have not heard of somebody they do kidding. video games it just happened yeah. today to me yeah, like, i don't know much enough about it i know that it sounds stupid but yeah um <laughs> it well it's 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 neat because chris and i are talking about it and it, it's R- richardson's started this in like 86 right so i was born in 84 right um Dark Horse is almost as old as I am. And yeah. I can think of like, if I was still, you know, if we're still successful at Band of Bards and 35 years down the road, I'm probably looking to sell too, right? Because uh, there's no retirement. Like you don't go off into retirement from that kind of a position. So it, it probably makes sense for them to be seeking a, a buyer at this point. And he's old, to, right? Yeah. Right. He's got to be in his 60s or 70s because he couldn't have been... <clears throat> In his twenties mm. or thirties, in nineteen eighty six, um, 
So it's it's probably it's probably like the most responsible way to try to hand that company up that he built off into a good stewardship. Um, He's but man, reading the well. press release, I'm just like buzzword, 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 kill me. Um, <laughs> but it's that's interesting to see Dark Horse, you know, as, as we grew up with them and being thinking of them as that smaller indie publisher and how they've grown into uh, a company that mostly focuses on creating comics content, but also has um, like a big entertainment wing and producing TV shows or at least, you know, licensing their properties off to um, Netflix and all sorts of other streaming services. As the press release pointed out over and over, they have over 300 quality IPs. Um, I found that so funny because they pointed out, like, word. yeah, they pointed it out like three or four times. Yeah. Press release. Um, that's pretty cool. I thought mm -hmm. and it just happened today. Yeah. Um, Chris, what about you? Um, I'm going to say that the action lab stuff. Ooh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's pro for me, that's probably the biggest thing just because, you know, at the time that that broke, we had already actually started in, in relationship to what we were doing at the time was working with uh, uh, an attorney to basically, you know, build our contract mm -hmm. for people, right? So we had run the final gamble Kickstarter and we're moving into prospects in September and then boom, the action lab stuff happens and we're like, wow, so what? So we kind of hit pause, the pause button a little bit and took a little more time to like kind of reevaluate what we were doing. But I feel like that was, um, that was a, a big moment in comic discourse this year, right? Because it's just, yeah. there were so many people on my timeline that were affected, like Jared and, mm -hmm. um, you know, even Doug Wood, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was wild to kind of watch play out. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad we took our time with that and mm -hmm. we learned from it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, that was yeah. neat to see that collective action there and seeing so many creators be able to take back <clears> their books. <laughs> Yeah, I started to think, man, how long till somebody turns on us? <laughs> Hopefully, it we're doesn't gen matter. We're generally too good yeah. humans, so you know. Generally, it. yeah. Um, well, I kind of had uh, similar things to. I completely forgot about Action Labs, um, but I the uh, one I did actually put on my list was, and I put this on a little bit later because I wasn't sure. But um, Band of Bards, I thought was a big deal. Um, I mean, it was you guys had a Buzzfeed that. article, right? So that's we did until yeah, that, that, that was totally so random, right? Yeah, that was cool. You know, um, that was like a then, fan submit thing from someone really? we had, had yeah. no idea that that was happening. I'm just yeah. like, what? Mm -hmm. yeah. I got thrown in my DM by somebody randomly, and I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's like other stuff too, but like, I mean, just I mean, the fact that it's already getting noticed by you know other you know news outlets and things is good. But um, I thought the two that I think we don't know, the two I that I picked were things that I. Um, we don't know how they're going to play out, but was Kickstarter going to blockchain? Um, I still don't completely understand what's happening, but I like, I've watched plenty of YouTube videos on how the blockchain works. I still don't like, I get it, but I don't get it. Um, but that, yeah, I, I gave, I gave up trying yeah, to understand same. anything revolving around crypto. Like, I, I don't understand how it is worth anything, mm -hmm. but whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I spent like one of my plan periods of work, like I was doing work and I put in like several videos in a row of blockchain explained for children and i still don't completely get it if i'm being honest 
I get, like I said, I understand like it's, there's all the computers that are, and then if one changes, the others can show that, hey, it wasn't, but I don't, I still don't really get it. But I just think it'll be have big ramifications depending on how, um, you know, who continues to use it um, as far as do will backers say, I don't want to use it or how, just how the percentages are going to look. And I think we won't know that until um, probably I'd say, I think we'll start seeing it in March-ish and we might not see the full ramifications till like August or so, but um, just, just to see how it affects the numbers of other people. Cause you have plenty of people who are still have Kickstarters planned. They're like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and do it. And I don't blame them, but um, I think another thing, and then two other things that I think are small, <clears throat> but um, kind of forgotten were, um, or the, the, and this is one I don't, I'm not completely educated on, but, the Indiegogo, they announced that they're um, going to review their campaigns more, right? Yeah. Or did I get well, that's going to make one group of, yeah. of yeah. Cre- creators yeah. upset. I just kind of liked yeah. it because I've, we, I was talking with um, one of my co-writers, Derek Crow, and we were really, I was like, Indiegogo would be perfect for what we need, but it has that stigma. And hopefully mm-hmm. this will break because I imagine that it would be really helpful for a lot of creators, but they couldn't use it because of that association with that other right. group. And yeah. I'm hoping that this changes it. Well, you know, Gail Simone just had a, a, an Indiegogo thing for herself mm-hmm. when they were redoing uh, um, that big compilation of, of Red Sonia books. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that should definitely help them yeah. a, as a platform, having yeah. someone like Gail go on there and, mm-hmm. and embrace it. Yeah, I, I think, think they more need people to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to decide what side they want to be on. Yeah, yeah. If they want to do that, I mean, I'm not going to support them, but I mean, you know they're kind of like writing a they're they're writing a line where they're not claiming either side and it's just like dude you gotta you gotta pick it up but yeah i think i th- I think my my thing and kind of what i said the other day i tweeted out is that there there's a lot there's a lot going on and a lot that we don't know about the change yet but there's also a lot of you know creators and friends and and you know, people out there who have been probably planning campaigns for months, mm-hmm. right? And I think the biggest thing about the, the the whole Kickstarter thing is that, you know, like Tim said, even their employees didn't know that it was happening. Yeah. So I, I think that that kind of puts a lot of indie creators in a rut just because they, they've poured all this time into, you know, building this campaign and they're ready to launch and then Kickstarter pulls this and you know, the whole community kind of blows up. And I, I think I just kind of wanted to put out there that, you know, don't forget that there's know, people man. here that are trying to yeah. do stuff still and that mm-hmm. aren't directly associated yeah. to it, but they don't have any other yeah. means to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And I imagine there's, you know, like you guys, I imagine that some of those, a lot of those are, I assume all of them, or at least most of those books that you had planned, you announced for coming out next year are going to be through Kickstarter or were at least. We had and now you're like, uh, what, and like, I, I have things that <clears throat> are, was going to try to plan for next year. Anyway, that I was in the middle of, you know, getting things going. And now I'm like, what do I, I'm stuck at this halfway point, you know, where I'm like, do I go for it? Do I just, try to go indiegogo something but it'll be it'll be interesting and um the last news thing i don't want to we kind i don't want to you know harp on it any longer yeah. just on this topic because we got several more to go but with substack i think that'll be interesting Ooh, to see yeah. how that plays out because <laughs> oh, yeah. I, totally I totally forgot about that yeah i totally forgot about that i think in you know it probably next year i don't know i just or sometime i just want to see how i think that's more of a sign of just how creation in general not just comics but is going is you know like patreon and all those things where people support one person and i don't know how that's gonna 
I just think it'd be interesting to see how that affects the whole everything in general. But it's, that's kind of super I mean, excited kind of to see tough. how many uh, pyramid schemes can come out this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll move on to the year. Yeah, it honestly has. Like, like you mentioned, Action Labs, and I said you guys. I assume forgot about the Substack. Like, I've forgotten mm-hmm. about it too until I started doing mm-hmm. it. And so, like, there's so many things that happened that like just we just forgot about, and then yeah. it's just it's been a crazy year. Um, I know we all said 2020 was crazy, but then this year just happened to do more. Um, Wait, this and, is 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I wanted to move into uh, best new artist of 2021. And this is oh not gosh. best new. This isn't new artist. This is just someone that you, maybe whose work mm-hmm. you discovered either professionally or um, like an indie person that you worked with or um, you first learned, heard about them or something uh, that you think not. Okay. Let's save it from best to creator you think deserves a shout out or artist. Okay. I like that. That way Go it's first. not so, you know, so, uh, you know, we're not cutting anybody down. All right. But can I go first on this go one? Go for it. Okay. All right. 100, 110% fell hound. Mm-hmm. 110%. Or, 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 or a lair. Rascot. 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 There, see, I, I said it wrong too. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't need to. I, I learned that on French the French name. I don't try. <laughs> I learned it when they came on the podcast and like, I've had a couple other people come on and they've mentioned her name and I've been like, or their last name. And I'm like, it's Rossico. Like, I got you. I can, you don't Rossico. know how to, I got you. So um, uh, yeah. Both, both of them are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Tim, what about you? Uh, I'm going to throw out Lena Congas. I, I just adore her work. And mm-hmm. actually we did subscribe to the Patreon. I love it every month when her stuff comes. Yes. Get some better light. Hey, love that. Excellent. Yeah, so cool, right? Um, I just love it, and mm-hmm. the, the color schemes that she tends to use are, are ones that I think I just gravitate towards because I I notice that like uh, in some of the comics that I'll talk about that I've got on the list here, like I don't know, pinks, purples, those blues, all those hues. I don't know, those catch my eye. So I guess if you're going to submit to Band of Bards. Use, use those kinds of colors, right? Yeah, we're giving um, people the I don't know, giving out the the secrets to, to my simple brain, but no, I mean, Leanna is just amazing. I love watching her live stream. It's it's like having a warm blanket wrapped over you as you're watching it because it's just so like warm and inviting and, and calm to just listen to the, the friendly chat and watching her draw and like I love this. On the Liana Kangas tip, I'll also shout out her podcast, Comics Inebriated. Mm. It's really good too. It's really, it's a fun time. And it's, um, I don't know, they I just have, think it's really good. They have like the best intro outro music. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous, honestly. Um, and then <laughs> my choices were um, uh, Ben Humanick, and I couldn't mm. decide between him and Jay Sheik, um, two people who I hadn't heard about till this year and worked with both of them in different um ways and they're both great dudes i had um, ben came on to an instagram live and we talked for a long time and had a great chat um they're both amazing nice. artists one of the one of the nicest guys ever mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure um but yeah those are just two art two artists that i um i just thought deserved a little little shout out because i think they've i've been seeing a lot more of them in the past year because i think i heard about the, them first like at the end of 2020 when i was doing mm-hmm. stuff for fletcher cross and then you know, it um, really kind of, I started seeing them pop up 
everywhere, you know, instead of just someone I'd seen like once or twice now, it was like, they're all everywhere getting books or getting deals or working on this thing. And it's just like, they're all over the place. So um, I, I appreciate you giving them the shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I guess you guys, will, both you guys appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. We're fans. Yeah. We're um, <laughs> you could say that. Um, so, and then I guess we can move right from there to best new writer or, you know, or writer that deserves a shout out. Let me rephrase that. Um, so writers. I'm going to say Brent Fisher. I uh, just love their work. Every time I've read a script that Brent sends in, I'm just stunned at how much story and how much emotion can be put into the script, whether it's eight pages, 10 pages, 22 pages more. Like, just absolute beautiful writing, captivating stories that will really just take you in. And like I said, there's the depth of the story that, that Brent puts in. Whew. Fantastic. Uh, Chris. Oh, me. Okay. <laughs> are we, are we allowed to, I, I can plug our own people, right? Go for it. All right. Then I'm, I'm going to plug uh, one of yours anyway. So are you really? Okay. Yeah. Hopefully we're not plugging the same one. If not, I can plug another one. Go for it. All right. Uh, Robin Singer. No. hundred percent. Okay, cool. Final gamble is going to be just, tremendous series as far as I, I work literally was just working on it and um you know it's the first issue's done and i'm just kind of putting it together and getting ready to send out all the sweet kickstarter fulfillment stuff but man like just going back over her script again and and reading through it and seeing what the next issue is going to be like and i'm pumped and i'm excited to see what she does Yes, did twisted um, stories. So I better get my. I, what I'm hearing is I'm gonna get um, some like Final Gamble stuff pretty quick. Okay, mm-hmm. just making sure. Um, yeah, it's on its way. And then I um, I wanted to <laughs> shout out Devin R. Scott. Um, I I get this another one that I'm kind of shouting out because um, he was on the podcast. Like he, so I, I've I've talked to him before. I guess so. It's I don't know if it's just based on his writing, which is great. He edited mm-hmm. he edited a script for me. He didn't like officially edited but he read it over and you know was like gave me some notes and a couple things some just some quick things wasn't anything crazy but i just really appreciated it he's all on twitter i just like his attitude he's all tends to be really optimistic he's a mm-hmm. he's hustling to put it and putting in work and it's just like it's, it's just good to see people doing that so um and like i said another one of y'all's with um uh, magni the mighty um and so i guess real quick we'll finish off with on um, that section with uh, a letter you want to shout out if you had one in mind, might be a little bit of a niche category, but anybody got anybody? I ha- I got mm-hmm. mine, but George Gant, letter yeah. on Final Gamble. Uh, there's another one I thought of, but I, I it might be stealing some people's thunder. But definitely wanted to give George the the credit because he did great work. And I mean, fast too. That's always a helpful thing, right? When like somebody can turn around and work really quick you know when you're looking for a collaborator definitely fantastic guy to work with um hire him and just super great quality he just had that kickstarter that he blew out of the water for toddlerhood um yeah for sure really cool i love i love his webtoon i didn't know about i didn't know about letter squids till i picked up commander rao Mm -hmm. this last year so i'm gonna say that because man they did a great job on Fell's book for sure. So that's mm. it's tremendous. So that there's my pick for right now. 
Yeah. Um, letter squids is another one that I've like seen around, you know, over <laughs> the past several years, like working on stuff for the comic jam and things like that. And um, seeing it on Commander Rao was just stunning. Um, my choice was again, another person that, uh, I had the pleasure of talking to. So, um, at, maybe that influenced my decision. I don't know if that's wrong, but, uh, Tobin Rossico, um, he's a dude who really knows this. He, my biggest thing is not only is he a good letter, a good dude, but he really knows his stuff. Like he just, he's just very knowledgeable, I guess, in terms of how comics work and not only as a, as a letter and a writer. So I guess that's, uh, you know, I get, I don't know if I'm cheating there. But um, yeah, I just felt like he deserves a shout out because he's doing re- he's doing really good things. Like I said, he's just a really knowledgeable dude, and it's uh, that family is gonna be mm-hmm. that family is gonna yeah. be comic royalty shortly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing they stuff coming out of that house. Yeah, wait till their kids start making uh, some comics. I know. It's just <laughs> it just I guess it blows my mind that they're just doing that much like that of uh, that that quality so of much. work, and they have they have a kid. And they're just like working and it's just, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's really stuff. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just really good. It's, it's really not shocking, but just, impressive. yeah, impressive. I, that's, I couldn't think of that word. Super yes. challenging to have a young child in the house and to be able to balance everything, work life. And, you know, most of us are doing comics as our, I hate to say a side hustle because it almost degrades the work, but yeah. like, you've got your day job that pays the bills and then you've got the comics work that you really want to be doing, but you're managing your time, uh, you know, to the point where you have no hair left. Uh, It's it's just imagine having three children. No, I don't want to. I was going to say I have none. So I'm, I'm good. I don't want to, I can barely handle myself right now. So that's true. I do have a whole class. I have, I have 80 something. So (laughs) I have five classes. So no. Seven, and they're yeah, all still breathing, and that's parenting in a nutshell. Appreciate it. it. Really is. I'll take yeah. that. Um, Solid. Yeah. And so now I want to kind of move into our top three um, mainstream comics. I don't know your definition of mainstream might differ from mine, um, but what I'd like to do is do a like a everybody gives their three, and then everybody gives their two, and then everybody gives their one. Then we'll go to indies. Um, okay. And I just felt like it was important to differentiate between mainstream comics and indie comics because. I felt like a lot of people might jump to, um, I don't mean this is a way to put down any comics, people, our brains might jump, our brains might jump to, you know, mainstream, just mostly focus on mainstream stuff. And so well, I kind of cheated on that and I've got some image titles on both sides. Oh, that's what I was doing. I was like, I don't know if these image oh, books go where, but yeah. Um, so I guess whoever wants to start and we'll just, uh, Tim, I guess for your number three of sure. your mainstream. I don't comics. know if I really had them. In a specific order, or not. But, or just um, just go for it. But yeah, um, the first one I had written down was a better Ray Bill books that came. It was mm-hmm. like a five issue mini, but loved it. Like the art was so freaking cool on that, and the story, um, <laughs> just touching. I, you know, Scuttlebutt becomes like uh, personified. Uh, and, you know, if anybody's not familiar with it, Scuttlebutt's this giant warship that accompanies Better Ray Bill, and um, through a weird quirk. Uh, she turns into like a little robot that is um, kind of going along with Battery Bill. And, you know, you can, it, there's, there's really touching scenes where you can see the love that Scuttlebutt has for, for Bill. And it's funny because you're like, this is the, a warship. <laughs> and somehow she's now like a, a, a woman robot. But like they managed to do that without it being weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. So, 
props to them. That was a fantastic little mini shot. And I, I honestly wish that there had been more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, you got one? Um, King Spawn. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, that's just like, I don't know, that's just like, you know, I grew up with Spawn. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool that um, this new series came out and I've just kind of been picking up copies as I go. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, it's not groundbreaking. It's Spawn comic, but, you know, yeah. Fun. Anyway, I mean, me. it's what, I, like I said, this isn't necessarily <laughs> the best stuff. This is just our favorites. So, I mean, it, it's fine. Um, mine was Moon Knight, um, the Jen McKay, mm-hmm. Alexander. I can't remember, pronounce his last name or remember it off the top of my head. It's something, I think Italian. I don't know. Anyway, he's great. But I, I'm a big Moon Knight fan. And for a long time, I quit buying monthly comics. And I was like, uh, there's a Moon Knight series. Like, screw it. I'll, I'll do it. And so I went and got the first one. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to start pulling the rest of them. And it's, it's been really good so far. It's, in my opinion, been worth pulling every month. And so, yeah, mine was uh, Moon Knight by uh, Jen McKay and um, whoever else that was. Um, so, uh, Tim, you're and whatever. Yeah. Next. Um, yeah, next one I had written down was Savage Avengers. And I mean, <clears throat> that's coming to an end. I mm-hmm. think they are in their second to last issue this month. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's pushing 30 issues. So it's been, you know, not necessarily just from this year, but like, when I think back of like the top three comics that I've looked forward to getting in my pool every single month for the last few years, Savage Avengers have been one of them. Like the art is so freaking good. Zerker is, is just phenomenal talent. I, I love his work. And the story itself is cool because you've just got this massive, massive cast of some of your favorite characters. And it's just so freaking bloody. <laughs> uh, Chris. I don't know if I don't know if this is considered an indie or if it's go not. for it. I don't care. All right, how, House of Slaughter. Mm. That yeah, I don't. Is that an indie still? I, don't I mean, know. Go for it. is no. still an indie, I guess. Right. Oh, I like I like that too. Like something is killing the children was terrific, and and so I started. Um, I just started picking up House of Slaughter hey. issues. That's Can I admit something out. on that? Yeah, go for it. I haven't read a single of those because the title seemed too uplifting to me. I didn't want to be let down. Oh, I mean, they're good. I enjoy yeah. them. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't read them either, but I, I keep meaning to. And like, I, I was, I'm kind of waiting, was waiting on a trade, and then I was like, I don't want, still want to spend that. I don't know if I want to spend that. <laughs> and then the other day, I was in the comic shop and I, um, flipped through the newest issue, and I was like, what? It was, it was crazy. <laughs> so I was like, I guess I gotta go buy that trade because that was. Well- you Nuts. definitely have that and bring it into your class and just, you know, yeah. when the kids yes, are right. having a test, just kind of flip it up and see how many of the kids you distract. <laughs> uh, probably I, quite a few, honestly. I wish that this was next year because then I would say Saga because I'm totally pumped that yes. Saga is coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 that was another book that I was like, I said, I always told myself, I was like, I'll get back into monthly comics when Saga mm-hmm. comes back. And then Saga came back and I was like, well, guess I'm, guess I'm getting <laughs> back into it. Here we go. Um, yeah, mine is also, um, I think it's Boom, uh, Many Deaths of Layla Star um, by Romby. That so is nice. stunning. Honestly, I just uh, read the last Ooh. issue just today yeah. because I realized I hadn't finished it. But um, it's just, it's really good. It the covers. Mm-hmm. The co- yeah, oh, so yeah good. those metallic covers, that's what got me. But I only picked up like a couple of issues and I, I missed a bunch. So I got to wait for the trade. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. It's yeah. like I said, I just finished it today. It's just, 
it's really point not pointing necessarily. It's just it's really I don't know. It kind of hits you. The ending is just really impactful, I guess, and it's just really it's really good. Um, and our third choices or number mm-hmm. one or however you want to however yeah. you're thinking of this, go for it. Yeah, I, I had written down Spawn in the Spawn universe, like just all those that started to bleed out. Right. It's, when I talked about my list of like top threes that I looked forward to every month, Spawn's the other one. Because just like Chris, I grew up with Spawn and you know, watching the old cartoons around HBO, like yeah. the old Spawn movie. Uh, I love it. Uh, that the the detail of the artistic work that McFarlane always had. Um, gosh, I can sit there and I just pour over them and I was catching up on like the last three months. <laughs> he's got, he's got ready. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's just is, is gunslinger good it's good right i haven't read it yet that's my number <laughs> one and i i, I, read that. I had good. like the last i think i was going back from oct september or october worth of spawn comics today and i had to like catch up is uh, it bad that i read on the internet that it's good rather than just reading it when i it was what i should have done but and um yeah spawn compendium volume two came out this past week mm-hmm. too so I, I need to go to um pop 716 tomorrow and pick that up um last one chris well i've been reading um the new amazing spider-man with my kids with uh my eight-year-old she's really into it um but i I figured i'd get her started so yeah that was really good um that and uh uh stray dogs <laughs> I, I honestly I haven't read it, but it's, it's shaking the set. It looks so good. I haven't. I, haven't I read it. the first one, and I had the urge to toss it across the room because the ending, <laughs> and it was like, no, sad dogs. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get yeah, the sad so, dogs. I want to read it, but I know I'm gonna get heartbroken, and that's why I'm kind of like, I really it's don't good, know though. if I'm. I don't know if I'm in the right headspace for that right now. Yeah. Oh, um, I th- think though, you got to like the heart of, of me in this so far, in that. Not reading something's killing the children because I'm I, I, it's going to be disappointed that mm-hmm. kids aren't dying, and then I can't stand stray dogs because I don't like the sad dogs. Wow, you just said that. <laughs> I, I, I did. I I am um, not. I'm a weird guy. I'm not a good person. So, have we? We haven't all seen the new Spider-Man here, have we? I have. You have. Okay. Tim has I'm not. Though. Not sorry. Going we're to not gonna sp- I'm not going to the theaters for a while still. All right. So I won't spoil it for you. It's fine. Everybody dies. No. Yep, he got it. There you go. Everybody um, dies. My number three was um, Adora in the Distance by Mark Bernardin. Um, it's a comicsology original, so I guess that's mainstream. Yeah. But it was, I, I any story about someone with um, a, a child with autism or anything like that is just going to mm-hmm. break me. And, um, you know, I teach. And so I've dealt with a lot of kids who have, you know, issues like that. And my mom, yeah. I need to get my mom to read it because my mom's a special ed teacher and I know she would love it, but it's just re and you could just tell that it's just a really personal book to Mark. It's just, it means you can just tell, especially when you read like the author's note in the back and you realize that every detail he put in that is like a nod to his daughter and things like that. And it's just, it's just so good. And the art's great. Um, and, but just the story is just really, really heart wrenching. And it's, just i don't know maybe it's just like written perfectly for me it's genre but it's also about a child dealing with you know something that they can't explain or understand and it's just really really i mean like i said you can just really tell that it means a lot to him and so that really comes through which i think is always a good thing it's a good pick yeah um 
Thank you. I know. Um, so um, <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to pause. I'm going to take off my hoodie. I realize I'm not wearing a shirt, so I'm going to go put a shirt on and turn my heater down. Um, we'll be right back. I don't want to give you guys too much of a show. I'll be right back. No problem. And we're back. Um, so now we're going to move into our last uh, best of category or top cat favorite, whatever. Our last category, and then we're going to move into um, uh, talking about Band of Bards and things like that. Um, so I wanted to end with um, top three indie comics because I feel like that's a, like I said, it's a, it deserves a, it. I was conflicted on include making its own category because one one hand I felt like, you know, why exclude them? But also I felt like they also deserved a spotlight. And so it was like, so I ended up deciding to do it just in the sense that I wanted to give, like I said, just give a spotlight to um, indie books so they have their their own moment. Um, but so again, in any order you want to, um, you know, it doesn't have to be in third, second, first, or whatever you want it to be. Um, top uh, first favorite indie comic of 2021. I was going to say Department of... Oh. Yeah, that's Sorry. on my list. It's on my list. Oh, see, look, at, I got one yeah. on his... Yeah. I got okay, on yeah. So I guess we'll, we can talk about that now. Just sorry, Tim, we just cut you off. No, but, um, it's yeah, cool. sorry. I'm not. It's Commander Rao on your list. list order, but no, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to not give myself a bunch okay. of easy answers. Yeah, guys. That's, that's what I felt I like. Just, I was like, Commander Rao is kind of obvious. I was like, I just, so I just read it. Up. It was on my mind. It's the so action's cool. great. The lettering's really good. I just, I love yeah. the way that the panels are done, you know, just like in some of those spots where there's not any, I don't know, it's just really well done and it's just moving. I don't know, it's just it's great. That was that. amazing. I actually I I had her do a commission. Um, I asked her to draw Rao stabbing me through with a <laughs> big long sword, and I sent her like some old pictures of me in uniform and stuff. She did so a great she job. like even had like it's supposed to be me, but it's like from the back. So you just see like the bald head, and um, it, the outfit's kind of looking like my old dress blues uniform, and then just the like three feet of sword sticking out the, through the back of my chest. <laughs> See, I, when, when I got the, cause I, I didn't, um, I didn't back the Kickstarter. Unfortunately, I was off of Twitter at that point in time and I did not have that opportunity, but I went to, I went to pulp 716 and I got the Kickstarter issue yeah. cause they had it there. And then I went back and I got the scout one too. So yeah. I, du I doubled up. I did the same route. thing. I don't think yeah. I saw the Kickstarter when it was live. Mm -hmm. I didn't either. I didn't have anywhere that, you know, had the Kickstarter copy, but when it came out from Scout, I was like, I, I was like, I don't, I, I had been kind of iffy on it before. I don't know why I was, but I just, but I was like, I gotta do it. I was in a mood. I'd been buying a lot of indie books. And so I went to my local shop and um, it was, or it's not really my local shop, but yeah, I picked it up. Uh, well, I guess real quick, we can, you guys, um, I don't know. Sure. You, you guys had mentioned uh, 716 several times. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I just was going to, y'all mentioned your shop. I was going to mention my shop. Um, also comics in Oklahoma city. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has been my, has been the shop that's been really helpful to me. They've, they bought my first book and um, to sell a few, some copies. So I don't know. I just, I'm a big fan of them. I just wanted to, you guys have been shouting, you guys have shouted them out like twice. So yours. So I was like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to put mine in here. Um, do it, do it. We never shut up about them. I mean, <laughs> they can't, you know, no. the comic local comic shops, right. They're the backbone mm -hmm. of the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when, when you've got that really supportive local comic shop yeah. that helps the customers, but it's also supporting and helping out the, the creators, yeah. like freaking gems, man. Yeah. Um, Tim, we interrupted you, your, your, your choice. Yeah. Um, I was going to 
I rambled too much. Um, I was going to go with Department of Truth, but I feel like that is a little bit too easy. Like, who doesn't love that phenomenal book? And Tynan just is killing it all year long. Yep. Um, so I'll switch it out with Carmen, now that I finally remembered the, the title. <laughs> during the break. Yeah, Carmen was so creepy, and I absolutely loved it. And how like, I, I actually cried reading that one, which is it's not easy to like make my heart feel stuff. So that one was uh, really impressive. The art was cool. The color palette was something that, like, again, up my alley. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at it right here, and I'm like, that yeah. seems like just what so you were cool. talking about earlier with yeah. the colors. It's like, oh. absolutely. But just like the, the, the way that it tackled ideas like, um, you know, like suicide and depression and the mental health side of it through there. And, and it painted everything into like a very hopeful lens at the end of the book it does pull through when you're like ah i like it <laughs> yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna have to read it because like i'm looking at it right here and it looks crazy and the topic just seems like very something i'm very much into um so i guess um chris because since we kind of threw off the order if you want to give your uh next favorite for 2021 sure my my next shout out is a, is a kickstarter that i backed um from a uh a tremendous team of artists, but one uh, that writes for the comic book Yeti. Mechaton. Mechaton by Wells. I like this one a lot. Wells Thompson did a tremendous job writing this, and you can't see it because there it is. There you go. Kind of. And I'm really pumped for for the second issue, so bring it. All right. Um, Tim, what about you? Witch Blood. Yeah, All right, that's, solid. that's another when you were talking about the colors earlier, I was like, which blood? Yeah, which blood? Big time. Um, God, Gab Contreras killing it on that, just phenomenal. <laughs> but like, cool freaking story, too. Really trippy. Um, the characters are, are, are really entertaining, so just great freaking comic. Heck yeah, just a second. I realized I was writing down my list in case I want to put any on social media, and then I completely stopped. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'm like, I'm like the old grandpa here. I'm like covered up in a blanket and everything. It's cold up in the north. Can you imagine? I'm not about it. I, I like I was saying earlier. I'm too cold, and I live in freaking Oklahoma. It's only 59 here. It's not even snowing. What is it here today? It's it's 30 degrees right now, but yeah, yeah we don't even have wind chills in the 20s. Christmas is gonna be like 50 though. It was pretty chilly when I went to put my chickens in for the night. Yeah, my neighbors have chickens. chickens. My neighbors yeah. have some, and they they the first time when I first moved in, I was like, uh, I put a note on their door. I was like, hey, because they no one was home. I was like, hey, your chickens are in my yard, and they brought me over a case of uh, case of eggs. So I was like, okay, I guess I got some out of it. Um, <laughs> uh, mine is uh, not one that came out in 2021. It actually came out, I think, in 20 maybe 2016, 2014. Let me look it up real fast. It came from it's. It's um, it's a graphic memoir. It came out in 2015 from Candlewick Press. Um, it's called Honor Girl by Maggie Thrash. Um, mm-hmm. It's really great. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I found mine at a half price books here. Um, just it just stuck out to me. I don't know why. I've lately I've been looking for whenever I go to like a used bookstore, like just a, a random kind of graphic novel, just something that I've never heard of that looks like it's a different format or a different style, something that's definitely out of the norm because. I found this book doing that and it's amazing. It's about this girl who goes to camp and it has a really, uh, just a 
again, it's a really personal book because it's her memoir. Um, and it's done in this kind of a, a really basic art style with, I think, colored pencils. I'm not sure, but it's about her um, going to camp and um, how she uh, kind of falls in love with this counselor and the ramifications of that and how it affects her going into her later years. And it's just, it's just a really good book that I had never heard of and is really, really great. And I'm trying to tell as many people as I can about it because it's, it's just, really I have good. it, I have it somewhere in a box mm -hmm. down here in my basement. Yeah. I was going to say mine's back there. I, I, pull I should have pulled it out, but um, yeah. So mine was my th second choice was honor girl by Maggie thrash. Um, all right. So last of the sh uh, indie books we want to shout out. Cool. I like anything as, as, as um, people will learn. I like anything that revolves around the wizard of Oz. So I will quickly um, just say The OZ um, by David Popos. And, uh, you know, the, the second one's not out yet, but I backed that. But the first one I picked up at, um, I can't remember where I got it, but I got it somewhere. Yep. Um, That's this, awesome. Yeah. Um, as soon as you say Wizard of Oz, like it's The OZ. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim, what about you? Last one you want to shout Numbers. out? love the transformer series that's another one um again rounded out that top three that i look forward to every month transformers transformers um, nice. that's another one where they're in they're closing in on like 40 issues on that run but like again the colors uh <laughs> ooh, pretty shiny lights um but it's you know it, it's the nostalgia for me right because i grew up watching them all the time as a kid and getting to see in this run the development of the history of Cybertron before the great Cybertronian war started. And you get to see Optimus Prime when he was Orion Pax. And like, it's like, oh my God, there's so much more mythology to it. And all the little side stories they do. I'm like, this is everything I've ever wanted in life. <laughs> see, I wish I knew that that was a thing. I it didn't is. know that was a thing until now. Mm. It's I, excellent. Yeah, yeah, I would well, never have guessed that Transformers would have been that good. It's so good, and I, I got I've got it every one of them on this run since the first issue, Chris. So all forty, well, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I'll borrow those when I'm over yeah. there. You know, when I borrow the uh, the finish nailer, and we're boxing up comics. <laughs> um, my last choice was a uh, super best friend number one by Jason Inman, and um, artist who I forgot. Anyway, uh, I backed it on Kickstarter. I think it came out this year. Um, it's his version of, he's a big Superman fan. Um, uh, and he, it's his version of a Superman or more of a Jimmy Olsen story, honestly. And it's, it's just really good. Like I said, it's something you can tell he really loves the character and it's just his take on it with um, his own character. And it's just really, it's really, it's really cute book. It's a really good book. Uh, the next one's supposed to be coming out next, early next year. I hope it's kind of been pushed back a couple of times, but it's, you know, he's, doing other stuff so I don't, I don't blame him but oh yeah super best friend was um the one I wanted to shout out so um there's our best of or favorites or top whatever's I don't know I still don't know what I'm gonna I'm probably gonna call this best of 2021 but that's not really what it is um but so I want to talk about um band of bards or you know Let's just get into the interview side of things um so uh I don't know if I assume you guys have given a lot of um you know, uh, you know, history of Band of Bards. I assume you've done that several times. Uh, yeah. Or if you want to go, just do like the quick, 
bare bones version, the, the most basic, fastest version. If I gave you 30 seconds to explain Band of Arts. I could do it. Go for it. Like Tim had idea. Idea was good, but we were not in a great place. So it went on the back burner for like four years. And then he was like, we kept talking about the idea. And then he was like, let's do idea. And I said, hell, why not? Let's do the idea. And we did the idea. Okay. That's, that's the 30 second go. version. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> version. That worked. All right. Yeah. So um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Band of Bards is a new publisher. Um, in 2021, they've announced a crap ton of books, a crap ton of stuff. Um, I was going to say something else, but I'm trying to be good. Um, yeah. So um, you've you like you have your Kickstarter. You've already done Final Gamble and Prospects uh, from uh, too many people that I can't remember. You have books from several people who shouted out already today. Um, what do you guys see as um, your greatest? Um, I'll let you guys go or y'all in, either individually or as Band of Bards or however you want to do this. Um, your greatest comics accomplishment of 2021. Just starting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's huge right there because you can talk yourself out of it so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Sure um, can. But I feel I, like we tried. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we might oh, have yeah. tried and we're like, yeah. well. we, we, we tried to shoot as many holes into our idea as we could, just, you know, you know, not for the sake of like, because we don't want to do it or we're trying to think of excuses, but like, let's make sure what we're doing is well thought out and let's try to poke the holes in what we've got doing and then like, fix those holes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh were there anything like specific that you guys noticed when you were look, trying to poke holes or um were there any glaring flaws or anything like that that you noticed that you were like oh we really have to work on this or before you it was was there anything that was like what was the biggest barrier i guess to your starting we, besides we just the mental yeah i think um coming up with a way like because you, you when you're starting a business and you're doing something like this you have to, when, when you're building a contract or, or coming up with an agreement to work with somebody, you're, you have to, um, you have to remember to protect yourself. And at the same time, being a creator myself, you know, over the years have learned that it's not very creative focused out there with the contract. So I think one of the things that um, I'm most proud of that we tried to do is take time building it and coming up with something that that is creator focus like i like I, I touched on a little bit earlier like the attorney that we hired to carve this thing out doesn't represent publishers that um you know she represents creators um and i think that that was the the big point um that we kind of wanted to get across that you know we really are truly creator focused and um, this community has been great and just i'm just really excited for what this year brings and everything yeah. else it's very cool it's been positive same um so i mean crap i lost what i was gonna say did i answer that question i don't even know if i answered it i, I mean, feel like i rambled I, I, I think the other thing is um money mm-hmm. right like, yeah. you're trying to like anybody who's just tried to self-publish it great like yeah you know it's hard. It, it's the biggest barrier for anybody trying to make comics is the financial resources um and even at the the lower end of the pay scale for, to create comics it's still a significant amount of money for some, an individual or somebody trying to start up a company so that's a big thing and wrapping your head around the whole comics distribution um puzzle Th- those are probably if you're looking to start an indie publisher 
spend a bulk of your time game planning those types of things. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I had to look up really quick how long Zoom will let me record with more than two, more than two guests. But I, I think it's more than unlimited. two guests. We got I a think... pop up that said you you were given unlimited time. Dope. I didn't get that, so I guess I'll take it. Um, <laughs> right, well, let's I know. Talk I think, also, I think it's after like two. Once you get like to four guests, I think is when it shuts off. Um, but yeah, I um, I guess kind of for me, obviously, it's on a very different level. Um, considering you guys have had more success. And I'm not here for to, you know, just say what was me or anything, but because I've also learned a lot and it's um, I think my biggest thing was the, my greatest accomplishment was actually putting a plan together um, because, you know, for I was like doing this, but always like halfway, you know, I never really said like had I never had a plan. I was just like, oh, I'll do this. Oh, I'll make this thing. I'll try to make that. I'll do this. I'll do. And then, you know, just little things here and there. And obviously it never went anywhere. And so this year I kind of just, I buckled down. I, um, and decided I, I have, I wrote a plan. I have a business. I wrote a business plan. I wrote, um, are still working on a business plan, but you know, with, um, a mission statement and just simple things like that, that, you know, aren't big things, but just having that plan and like setting it up and making a, making it more of a formality, I guess, was a big deal and a big step for me because now I have, I feel like there's more legitimacy to what I do rather than it just be a little side hustle for me. Cause it's crazy it is what writing something down on paper does for you. <laughs> Cause it's all in your head anyway. And it's not like the fact that it's on paper makes it any more real than it is. Mm -hmm. in your yeah. head. But man, the accountability <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that that word on a piece of paper brings to you. Like, yeah, it's important. Like, um, I, we talked a little bit or mentioned that, yeah, I know Kickstarter is a big platform for you guys. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect prospects to fund because it was so close to the other one. That's just purely because of that I was like, there's, I don't that was really a big challenge. And yeah, and it, it was, it went up to the line. Um, but I guess, were there any, um, uh, hardships in that? any specific hardships that you don't see maybe something you don't see mentioned a lot in that vein in the crowdfunding uh area i think with uh with prospects specifically um it, it definitely did come down to the line I, I can't say that there weren't points where i wasn't you know worried that it wasn't we had a plan anyway mm -hmm. i think whether whether it funded or not it would it would just slow us down a little bit right yeah. Um, it wasn't going to, it wasn't detrimental, but also, you know, working so close with Max and, um, you know, this is something that he has worked on for years, right? So, I mean, he's got three, -ish, three issues done now. That was really just us trying to raise money to really get started on issue four for him. Mm -hmm. But like he came with us, with, came to us with three pretty much finished issues and it's his baby, right? So I think in, in any circumstance, when you're asked to be the steward of, of a series like that, you want to do your best for him. So I think that there were, there were definitely um, hardships because I didn't, I, I felt like we were falling behind or weren't going to hit goal. And, and it's definitely a series that deserved it. Right. So, um, you know, Tim and I both love that uh, the, the story and, and the art and, and everything that prospects it is, everything that prospects is and you know max does just times a thousand so yeah, prospects you know. can be 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, play. And, <laughs> but it, you know, it, it got tough because you know we got to the we, and you could tell that it was wearing on, on Max as well because he's just oh, yeah. like I don't understand why it's not doing yeah. it. I'm like, well, I know because it's September. You know, and September's it, a tough month. But... September's a tough month, and there's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of competition. We had a lot of people mm-hmm. saying the same thing. They're like, nobody cares. I'm like, I don't know why this isn't like just continue to its momentum after that first few days. Mm-hmm. Like, why it did just blow right through funding and continue on stretch goals. And you know, <clears throat> it's such a great, it's such a great book and such a great yeah. series. So I'm excited that you know people did push it over the top yeah. to what we needed mm-hmm. to be and, and it you know it was going to come out regardless everybody 100 yeah. percent. but you you know you helped mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we appreciate it because that that shows that you know people have faith in us too which mm-hmm. yeah know. i mean i'll you, you kind of touched on well you touched on two things i want to point out was one that you touched on one of my biggest fears with jumping into this realm which is the fact that you when you hit when you when you finally take that step at some point when it's another creator like if i'm doing something that's my own book it's not as it's still a big deal but like when it's someone else's and i am you know as a publisher in charge of not in charge of but you know i'm responsible for someone else's project to be made and like especially if it's someone's baby like it was here with prospects and it's just like that's a lot of pressure to deal with and that's a lot of you know stuff to manage and a lot to and that's i you know i just wanted to mentioned that's agree that's one of my biggest fears but just with the whole thing is like once you take responsibility for that you have responsibility for that and you have to yeah work with it and you have to do your best to you know make it there um but you did point out another thing that um just in general this year has been really full of kickstarters it's i feel like every time there's been comp it's not been like oh there was a lot of competition in this month in particular it's been competition year round yeah, i just yeah. feel like it's been non-stop everyone's working on kickstarters which because of the uh, pandemic i guess or just that's I guess that's probably a big factor but just I feel like in general there's just been a lot of competition a lot of people making a lot of things and I feel like it's a really it's a good sign um uh anything else uh that uh, specifically from more specific in 2021 that you guys want to mention um we didn't get immediately lapped into oblivion so that was good (laughs) yeah uh, not gonna lie like it's been a fantastic reception of us Mm -hmm. but when we're starting off we're like all right, let's see if anybody actually just wants to give us the little bit of space to allow us to kind of prove ourselves, mm-hmm. or if somebody's going to look at us and immediately just be like, "Dude, you guys suck. Go away." <laughs> so, so, I think I, know, nice. I agree. The communities, the community, yeah. I think was the awesome, the awesomest part of the year. Yeah. Just you know, mm-hmm. super. I mean, there's you know some people that we'll slide into your dms and say something not so nice but you know yeah i was gonna say well you had a lot to deal with you had dealt with that a lot this year with the anthology and i i mean i'm sorry i'm really (laughs) sorry that sucks but i mean i feel like you dealt with it you guys dealt with it really well you know you just you i feel like without cowing down you like just we like said all right we're kind of we're okay like yeah. we, we understand that we're going to have to change, you know, and it just, but it just really sucks that there was that response, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about you know, that. You, you get, have a long enough timeline. You're going to run into stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and the grand scheme of things, that was pretty minor. So yeah. It's like, I'm going to you know be, what? I'm going to be completely honest. I put about two seconds of thought into the original name for it. 
because I just that's the first thing that came to mind because I pitched it to Tim and I'm like dude what about a horror anthology that sounds really awesome and we can announce on Halloween and maybe you'll give prospects a little bit of a boost and um, towards the end of the month so we planned and planned and planned and I'm like let's just call it knock knock because that's I mean I feel like that's synonymous, synonymous with Halloween it's pretty much synonymous with horror there's I don't know. I looked it up and there's like a million things that use it from video games to movies mm-hmm. to whatever. So I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. The, and then the top comic that uses it is um some guy comic. that has a webtoon. Yeah, yeah, it's a webtoon. He didn't he didn't email me or DM me. <laughs> no. So no, and he sells a lot. But whatever. Yeah. I I I without yeah. getting into the yeah. the gritty details of it, I thought I was being diplomatic and apparently i wasn't diplomatic enough which was well don't use it other publisher they were very uh Mm -hmm. they were very friendly too and it was just okay we are at an impasse and it was one of us we're gonna do each party was like we have our point of view and we're not really reaching resolution but like they were nice they weren't yeah you know anything that was like they weren't unprofessional or anything like Mm -hmm. that and it's just it was funny to us though because it was all happening during prospects and part of one of the big themes on prospects right is toxic stand culture because of the people who love the mad scientists that essentially hold the town hostage um but nobody's ever seen them but they love them you know the way like yeah. nerds love elon mm-hmm. musk yeah. so <laughs> you saw like jesus christ this <laughs> you saw like some of the toxic stand stuff playing out right there and it's on a little yeah. way for us so that that was just a i don't know i kept laughing about that to myself yeah i mean it, it bothered me for a little bit and i had to like kind of just sign off for like a couple yeah. of weeks and, but mm-hmm. whatever i'm over it now yeah <laughs> just from what i saw it did seem like chris you kind of dealt with the brunt of it it seemed like yeah but, I got most of it yeah it, but it's funny when nobody comes after me <laughs> well like, you know i like i told you it was like when they had first reached out and emailed us and then tweeted us and then I, they might as well have called us because they tried to reach us like eight different times over overnight <laughs> while we're sleeping i'm like i'll, I'll email them and i'll email them today i'll send it out I, I thought i didn't think it was that big of a deal but then you know i don't know somehow some some people got whiff of the situation and then they just came for me because apparently i was the face in this situation of um yeah yeah Whatever. but i mean you know on the other hand kind of the weird thing is i hope one day to have fans that are that passionate or not that yeah. passionate but are that are at least more mature and handling things but have that level of passion about things you know that's always a good thing but yeah. i wish that they would handle things better but you know and I don't think any of that was right, but it's just, it's cool to see, you know, people who care, even though it's often misguided and they yeah. don't carry it out the right way. But um, what can you do? Exactly. Um, so um, we've talked about 2021, what we've done and, you know, you guys have done a lot. You've, you know, you started your streams um, on Twitch. You've um, have had two successful Kickstarters. You've launched as a company, have your, horror um, anthology coming out um so what about 2022 um what is there one specific thing obviously i think you know we want to publish books that's a goal but like is there anything specific in mind that um people might not be aware of or you know more specific than just we want these books to come out 
Um, I think to get them onto a very consistent routine schedule, right? Because you can put out the big list, and I always have my cheat sheet right here for me because I can't remember anything. Um, but I have mine too. I should write a cheat sheet. Yeah, to hit your targets and hit your publication dates. Did you do that on purpose? Especially your targets. Just to say targets. Oh, nice. He didn't, but that was good. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, he's he's gonna he's doing. I thought he was gonna work him in, work more of a man. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll let you get back to your training. Sorry about your thunder. No, man. Bro, I totally will do it. You know. You gotta hit your targets. Watch out for witches. Fell mm-hmm. witches and um, gain some sentience. Gain some sentience and but and yeah. You know, if you come across a Ronin, be quiet. <laughs> come across the Ronin, be quiet. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, reluctant Girl, we announced that today. The uh, yeah, signing of the contract. So that was. It's been an exciting month of of announcements. Every Tuesday this month on the Bar Blog, we've been able to announce uh, either a new contract signing or uh, new new deal memo um and in case anybody's confused about that like what we've adopted as kind of a standard practice it was is to um initially when we want to work with someone we'll extend the deal memo which is a little bit more of a like a thinner um document this ours is like a one-page doc but it basically is a way to as you're still negotiating the full contract it's a way for us to you know put something on paper that both uh, both parties, the creative team and Band of Bards is operating good faith so that we can begin stuff like official announcements and some marketing and put some stuff on our website as we still work to iron out all the details of a contract. Because especially like if the contracts, like looking far, far into the future, it's hard to put things just like a deadline schedule into it if you're looking at still 24 months in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, then the fact that we're only two people, so yeah, it you know it provides us a little bit of extra time to have to to know that we're set up and ready to go and working towards something, yeah. and then you know allow yeah. the ability to have that conversation with whoever we're planning mm-hmm. to work with to iron out you know the deals that are fair for both yeah. of us. And then the contract itself is not a sloppy product; it's something that um, we've so far have gotten some pretty positive feedback on. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're very happy with that. Um, I just thought of another question that I should have asked earlier, but, um, are there any like common mistakes that you guys see that maybe people make when they're trying to delve into, um, similar, I guess, avenues as start either not necessarily starting a whole publisher, but just with, I don't know, is there anything from all the things you guys have learned this year or worked on with, um, contracts and marketing and all these different things. Is there anything that you noticed that some people might, um, a mis- common mistake or anything like that? Um, Black, oh, go Tim. I say not valuing the, per- building the personal relationships first. Um, to me, and it's, it's funny because it's kind of a cliche, but I absolutely believe that everything in life is about managing relationships. Um, what, for us, one of the keys to our success early on so far has been working with Melissa from Don't High PR. Um, That was a way that allowed us to immediately have a little bit more credibility when we talked to anybody, but especially press outlets. Uh, That was key. And then the other things I think are are very, not necessarily overlooked because people 
think of it, but maybe don't fully grasp the entirety of just the lengthy timeline uh, it takes to go from pitch, pre-production, production, printing, publication. Like you're seriously looking at six to nine months of work just to go from the initial idea to like issue number one coming out. And then you got to do that several more times. That seems crazy. What are we doing? <laughs> um, uh, transparency. Uh, I feel like a lot of the discourse this year has come from, you know, publishers or people doing stuff that just isn't very transparent or very honest. I think that, you know, we have, we have come out of the gate focusing on our, you know, on our, our creator roster and, and, and the people that they are and, and trying our best to be as upfront as, as humanly possible with everything. You know, I think the earliest conversations that we had with Robin were very much like, well, here's where we are and we don't have much of anything. So, you know, if you will give us this opportunity to make your book and put it out, we will just be eternally grateful <laughs> for it. Um, which I mean, you know, and, and, you know, she, she was gracious enough to, you know, think about it and, you know, let us, it, you know, it really is letting us be the steward of this, of that series. And the same thing with Max, like, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah we got lucky, I think a little bit of luck. And then we're just trying to capitalize on it the best we can yeah. to put out good books. Um, I feel like both of those are kind of tied together in a way, you know, with being transparent because, or well, maybe not with the transparency, but just what you just said, Chris, as far as having people take a chance on you. And that stems from what Tim said of building that relationship, because you can't just go up to some random person on Twitter and be like, Hey, I want to publish your book. If you, if you like, if you would, if you had, didn't have anything out, didn't have any plans, hadn't announced anything. And you just were like, Hey, so-and-so come make a book with us. And you never talked to them before it wouldn't work but by building that relationship you are building a chance for people to take a chance on you and you're building that credibility by um and, you know and i think we we had a lot to i mean we had a lot to prove but i think that come 2021 or 2021 holy cow 2022 <laughs> you know i think i think we're going to show it i think that um it, it, like any industry there's there's grifters right like we see it every day in comics there's a whole group mm -hmm. uh associated with grifting in comics at this point and, and um you know I, I i kind of felt when we had started it was going to be an a, an uphill kind of battle to build trust and i don't i wouldn't quite say it was a battle but it was definitely um it was work and it's going to continue to be work because we're going to start you know uh solidifying that you know we are trustable we're a publisher we're a publisher first but we are absolutely focused on the betterment of, of you know these people that are creating these characters in these series and we're gonna do the, our best to do right by them and mm -hmm. you know we yeah. don't want to be associated with the with the bull crap we just want to yeah you know to comics are forever comics are for everyone i just yeah. want to make good cooks man Cooks, good, good, good cooks, good, good cook comic books. books. Good oh my gosh, um, give me some more coffee. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, my thing. house is burning down. Oh my god, it's a good thing I am off from work for the rest of the week. Yeah, real work. I mean, we're still doing work. Yeah, yeah, right. off from the Always. day job, and 
yeah. back to the, I don't know, night job. I don't know what you call it. The, but, um, all day job. All day job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris, did you talk about any, did you have any other, did, or did I, did everybody go, did I give everybody a chance to talk yeah, I think so. for did goals of 2022? I think the biggest thing for us in the upcoming year is to take our, our works and get them listed with a freaking distributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for anybody who's not tried to do that, um, good luck finding out from diamond because they've taken down their, their handy guide that had been on their website uh, <laughs> and a lot of, and some of the no one email addresses that are yes. listed come back as yeah. undeliverable. Oh, um, diamond. What? Oh, man. Yeah. I remember what I've, I'd seen that somewhere before. And then earlier this year, obviously I'm not like anywhere. Close. I was just looking it up for curiosity and like, I could not find it. And I was like, I yeah. know I've seen uh, this. I know uh, I've seen it before. I, I was happy that like I thought to to download the PDF guide that they had there just to make it convenient. So mm-hmm. I'll email that to you. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we don't and, even know if they're accepting solicitations. Yeah, that's the know? big thing, so, right? I mean, and I would assume I they assume they probably be, right. Yeah, I feel like, like they, they lost. Yeah, they, got Marvel, though, like, they need they need business. So yeah. do you yeah. think they'd be open to anyone? You know, no <laughs> offense, not like you guys are like the bottom yeah, of the barrel or anything. Yeah, but. no. But and, and, and I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk down on them either because mm-hmm. you know they are, they are the um, gatekeepers. You know the other the gatekeepers. <laughs> the gatekeepers. I um you know, but it's I mean distribution is such a hard thing because there's yeah. only two of them right now, two point mm-hmm. five yeah. or whatever, and then some some smaller you know the smaller ones are trying to to do something, but they just don't you know it's hard because comic shops don't want to order from ten different places; yeah. they want to order from one place. Right. And that's so that's why diamond was able to maintain that monopoly yeah. for so long is because mm-hmm. it worked for the retailers mm-hmm. and that's where the power was yep um and then they kind of got took out of hand and just decided that because they're the only people we can do what we want because yeah. you don't got anywhere else to go right and eventually in the big two leaving it's an mm-hmm. interesting dynamic like yeah, if you can just be... sit back and study it mm-hmm. um i always say i wish i had thought to study this stuff in grad school because it was a fantastic <laughs> case study yeah um but right, so Marvel and DC, they ditch them, they go their own ways. So now comic shops are forced to order from at least two, really more like three different places, which really ticks them off. And you see it even greater, like why they won't order directly from a publisher. Mm-hmm. And they're, and even more important, I think, for the smaller players to be able to get listed with Diamond or Lunar because you, you're, you know, LCSs, their patients are really getting worn thin by all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you think that that should open up a lot more opportunity for some of the smaller presses to get in with Diamond because, oh my God, we just lost such a cost, huge part of our customer base, right? Those two publishers account for something like 70% of all the comics, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we're sitting back here watching this and we're like, yeah, at some point Diamond's going to have to like, like they, they already shrunk a bunch down their operation. They had closed down warehouses, um, you know, in the last several years, you can only shrink and cut costs to a point. Eventually you yeah. need to like take on more business to buoy that. So like, what are they going to do? Are they going to just make it a little bit easier to get listed with them? And then you see some of the folks who are listed in previous are like, it can't be that hard. Right. And that's not a knock on them, but like they're newer too, right. They're mm-hmm. only in the first few years. Yeah. They don't have like, you know, they're not selling 50,000 copies of every issue. So it can't be that bad. But then like, uh, 
what what a gigantic mess it all is. And really, if if the distribution piece was a little bit easier to figure out, I think you'd have a lot more people successfully publishing comics mm-hmm. in a very positive way, not in a like more crap, more yeah. quality stuff, but mm-hmm. like in a very positive spreading around the pool, getting a lot more folks um, to access to the to a greater marketplace because that's mm-hmm. really what that whole thing is. It's absolute yeah. control over the freaking marketplace, mm-hmm. and it's what I don't have any more hair to tear out. Yeah, I just. <laughs> You know, I it it's going to be, I I felt since you know last this year, that it's just going to be it's, it's a little bit of something where everyone needs to evolve a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think from you know us as a, a publisher to the distributors to the shops. You know, unfortunately, and and I get, you know, I understand the shop view that you know having to go all these different places to get your books is a pain in the ass because they're just trying to run their small business, you know, but are we? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I just, it's, it's just, it's, I feel like we're at a point where there's a lot of changes being made and a lot of, a lot of things are, I feel like that's kind of, I guess, a way to sum up what I've seen a lot of this year. The sentiment I've seen a lot of is kind of the, uh, old adage it's i don't think it's perfectly applicable but adapt or die you know is kind of i've I've seen a lot of things with that sentiment going around and i just feel like that's kind of the best way to sum up kind of 2022 2021 just because it's everything's changing so much and there's so many things are especially right now with kickstarter the kickstarter thing happening and all the news that we talked about at the beginning of all those things that happened this year and you know we're at a point where a lot of things are changing and I just feel like yeah. a lot of people are going to, a lot of old school people are going to have to change their ways to, or change something in order to to thrive. And so I don't know, it's going to, I think it'll be interesting going in the next few years because there's just no telling what's how things are going to go with, you yeah. know, there's so many factors right now, COVID still being weird, supply chain, all that stuff. And it's just so many, I don't know. There's just so much to it that um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I did agree with, I did like what um, you, with the distrib- distribution, um, not to harp on that anymore, but just, it's so difficult to one, show credibility, but also to just time consuming when you don't have a distributor to have to reach out to, you know, 40, 30, however many shops you want to reach out to yeah. that you have to like, cause it's, yeah. cause especially Tim, you, how many did you reach out to? I, I emailed something between four and 500 shops during uh, Final Gamble. And mm-hmm. I think three or four <laughs> replied and it was pretty much all, hey, we don't, we have a company policy to not back Kickstarter, like company policy, you're one shop. Say <laughs> 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 so you just have a store policy, not like whatever, mm-hmm. but, you know, four, that or, four, hey, four, once four. this is listed in previews, we'd be happy. Or and, and some were just like, hey, we don't really dealing floppies anymore just uh just mm-hmm. trades yeah but yeah like it, it, it's um shoot what did you say oh one thing that um a pre just a previous guest on the podcast philip myro he said was um when he reaches out to and this is probably isn't anything you guys haven't heard but when he reaches out to um shops about kickstarters he especially because his books are done like because they're anthologies and mm-hmm. they're just his work so he to advertise it not as you know back this to get this made just 
this is a, just a pre-order just mm-hmm. pre-order your copies right that's here good, yeah. and so that's kind of my mentality going forward is to do that and that's one of my goals for 2021 is i have i have a plan maybe to kind of a, a different type of maybe something pre-order slash crowdfunding for my own stuff that we'll see how that works but i think i mean i'm similar goal i've been talking a lot um i just want to stick to a schedule like you guys kind of said yeah. i just have a, i have a i have a schedule in mind and i you know i announced it and i know my limits and so i but i also wanted to push myself so i said four i'm going to do a quarterly i'm going to do things quarterly and my goal is just to be able to stick to that and just to do four <laughs> four to put out four things obviously there's gonna be other things but if i can just keep things small i'm not at a point where i can manage a lot right now and so you know just starting small i guess and sticking to that will be interesting um so yeah there's only one where there's only one place to start yeah 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 and and part of like what what went into our decision making with the schedule we've got for 2022 it was to kind of consciously pick some some works that were going to be one shots or just Mm. standalone works right so we've got and to kind of spread it out too. So we got a couple of manga. We've got um, Sentience is going to be a light novel, which awesome idea by Chris to, to, to try a, a light novel. Um, really popular in Japan, not so much in America, but just because probably not because it's not liked here, but because you just don't have them. Yeah. Um, you know, and a couple of just more normal, like um, I don't want to say TK with shorts, but like more or less in that type mm-hmm. of format. And the single shots are way easier to manage than an ongoing series. Yeah. So um, that that's something that I think is going to really help us be able to put out more titles than we probably expected to be able to next year. Um, but hey, we'll see how it goes. Could just blow up in our faces. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, so I guess, what did I just ask? That's I don't a great question. How okay, if you could sum uh, I have two more questions. Um if you could sum up 2021 in a word go. Oh, no swear. <laughs> um 2021 in general or 2021 for us? I would say I would hope for, for, for you. For We're us. not just making a commentary on the year. Yeah, no, let's not let's avoid kinda... that because we kind of know what we use for that. And I think Chris kind of alluded to what we you, what word we use. Yeah, I was good. So, um, let's not that. use that one. Hmm. For us, I'll, I'll I'll start. I'll say radical. Okay. Show my age with that one. Hmm. Radical. People don't say that anymore. Uh, Calbunga. Calbunga, dude. You just took my word. Calbunga. Calbunga. Order a pizza. I gotta order a pizza now. I, I, you yeah. know, I once tried pizza with marshmallows on it because of the turtles. Did you? Did yeah, you? Oh. It, was, it was good. <laughs> I once yeah. made. I once made my parents when I was a kid order one with sardines on it oh. because of that. Because I don't know, like in the cartoon, Michelangelo yeah. would always be like, "Hello, gross." I'm like, "They can't be that bad. They are that bad." Yeah. Um. Mm. All right. Um. And so my last question, I try to, you know. Uh, with every guest, every group, every 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 episode, I try to you know mix it up with the the last question, and so I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Um, is there name one project from Band of Bards in 2022 that you're most excited for? You're excited for all of them. 
but yeah is there one that we stands out so. in your mind oh man oh man was the, really the barbs are gonna need to rebel I was going to say, yeah, I mean, this is either going to make you some in... friends or make you some enemies. So. I, know. I don't want any oh. infighting. <laughs> well, I think they understand. I, honestly, um, I might be a toss-up between, like, prospects and reluctant hero. Um, they're just... I think Alex I, is, is yeah got a big project. Yeah. they reluctant hero. I think there's a lot to those stories that will surprise people because you just look at the face value of the cover or whatever and you have an expectation and you have no idea what's coming your way because there's so much depth to both of those works and like both of them really speak to very different demographics clearly like i mean to to make that point chris and i very comfortable serving as like editors on prospects reluctant hero we're going to be hiring somebody <laughs> to edit reluctant hero because it's a story right about three like 20 something girls in the university probably don't want me and chris uh editing that probably a good so, idea i don't blame yeah and, and that's the other thing i think with reluctant hero that's exciting for me is that um it's a chance for us to hire an outside editor uh expand our own kind of network but also just work with someone else and that uh uh, you know that's always fun but really like that, there's that's I, man that's a crappy question. It's a, that's, <laughs> that's a, listen that's a hard question because I, yeah. I think i think and not to you know I, everyone that we we've kind of extended an offer to and have a have a project with it that pitched so far has just been you know they're just genuinely good people too like i think about you know, I just, you know, think about conversations that we've had with, you know, with like Robin and Ben and, and yeah. Devin and, you know, they all have great ideas and, mm -hmm. and Travis too. And, you know, Alex, um, it, I've, I've missed those because of internet issues or whatever, but, you know, and, and Elise and, and, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of, um, Elise is a fountain of stories. Holy cow. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. I feel like a new one every day. Yeah. Which is awesome. And, Devin, you know, part of his team for Magni the Mighty includes letter squids. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Very excited to be able to say that like we, we will be working with him. Mm -hmm. I just, I, 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 you know, Ben, I'm going to say just because it's fresh in my mind, Ben yeah. posted today that he's almost done writing Brody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's almost got that whole thing set yeah. up and ready to go. So I, I'll go with that because I remember he was one of the first meetings that we had. Yeah. Um, one of the first pitches that we set up a meeting for and he I can't remember the name of the first book that he pitched off the top of my head but that didn't work out but then he came to us like a what like a week later and he's like I actually yeah. have this other idea that I think might fit better into your plans and you're just like okay and I think that's really Sounds what it cool. was too with that one was it just the like timeline on his first pitch yeah, it, timeline, it, we, yeah. we all kind of I think we were all recognizing that as the discussion went on but like then he came back to us with Brody and like this actually thinks would have been a better thing to pitch i'm like yeah we can totally do this yeah um, sounds good yeah and, i mean and so, and so i'm excited to see that come to life you know i'm what? excited to see all of them come to life they better yeah. holy crap by hell or high water yeah i mean mm -hmm. I'll, I'll throw my two cents in there i think i'm excited for i was just looking at your um at the um because there's 
Uh, you guys have announced too many things that I've forgotten. So um, I looked at the first well, one that I, I saw. List. The, oh, the first one that I saw that um, that I, I'd never even seen announced, but I saw the two names attached to it. And then I clicked on the Bard blog and I saw what it's about. And I'm all in on Black Gun. Um, oh, cool. Travis Hill and Richard Kemp, both. Yeah. It, War Priest was great. I thought about yeah. putting it on my list. Um, but I, I'm also, I just, it's set in Oklahoma. I'm from Oklahoma. So I'm into anything, with, especially cool. Bass Reeves. I love Bass Reeves. He's just a cool nice. dude. So that, yeah, that but is that's my, 2023. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I was going to say that's <laughs> technically a cheat, but it's fine. I'm going to say that's it anyway. Okay. No, it's the fine. first one I saw and I was like, I, I'm into it. So, um, but yeah, no, there's so many that are um, out and so that have been announced. And it's just, like I said, it's too many to, too many to remember. Um, oh, the, the back of my sheet has 2023 on it. Oh, and all right and this is i think what blows me away is that like how the hell have we done this already mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's i was starting to i have my um i was starting my 2023 schedule too and i was just like and I, so i'm like i'm getting my problem is i get too ahead of myself so i was like oh yeah we're ready to do this and i'm like we haven't even done 2022 yet dude like i'm not even i'm not even close See, the, to being ready for i mean i need to start planning it but i'm not and i'm just ugh. Ahead of myself. That's how my brain works too. Mm-hmm. So when Tim comes to me and he's like, "We need to get 2023, maybe 2024 titles, like you know, ideas down," I'm just like, "But we're not done with 2021." My brain yeah. does. My brain works in the the moment, yeah. not in yeah. you know. You so, just can't yeah. think that far ahead. But I can't that's either. A, that's the thing. Or like I get Chris scared and I, thinking that far ahead. Chris and I have very complementary kind of skills and talents, mm-hmm. so. I think that's probably like really what if you were looking at what is the strength that sets us up that allows us to do what we're doing or that like so it's us apart from whatever you know it, we make a really good team and like I said Chris handles the art stuff the the, the website stuff because I'm a complete moron with all that like I can type a bar blog yay but you know I, web design art art artistic stuff not my forte but man i totally geeked out this past week when i found some like online project management software and i'm like cool let's use this to like map out our publishing schedules and so, and chris is like what's that like don't worry <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. What? laughs> all right yeah i definitely think that's that's i think that's a really important thing and i um that's one of my kind of goals for 2022 is to find you know Someone to at least bounce it off of because currently it's my girlfriend and I'm afraid I'm she's I'm tiring her out with just <laughs> garbage. I'm just like, so I'm gonna do this next year. I'm gonna I'm really trying this. She's like, I don't I don't get it, but you do you. And I'm like, okay, it's really excited. <laughs> like, just support me and I'm fine. Just say yes. Um, like, look no, at this thing I posted on the Twitter. Somebody yeah. sent me a DM about it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, twi- this twi- I'm like, this one got a lot of likes. This one got like four, five, seven retweets. Like really, like this is a big deal. And she's like, okay. You We're all the living embodiment of the, the man with take OITD and um, Clayton Blanchett. And he's yeah. like showing her on the iPad. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's, that's all exactly. of us. That's, yeah. That's, no, yeah, that's, that's honestly the, the best, um, best description I can see. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess that kind of finishes it out for me. Um, where can we find you guys, Band of Bards online? the website bandabards.com okay. we have a discourse which 
Discourse, going pretty cool. Discord. Discord. Discourse <laughs> on the Discord. Oh my god. Discourse on the Discord. Yeah, so Discord's been pretty cool. Um uh, Twitter at so Band there's of a lot of public channels on each of the titles. Oh. So that like if someone likes a specific title and the creative team has like agreed to want to have a public channel, we don't force it on them. Mm-hmm. Um it gives them an opportunity to interact with the creative team and have like a little bit more fan interaction on their favorite title. Um, Chris was mentioning the Twitter. Twitter at Twitter. We're most active on the Twit yes. machine at Band of Bards. Instagram, I've been working on kind of trying to build up at Band of Bards. And Facebook is there, but it's just like mm-hmm. kind of there. Band Facebook of sucks. Um, and yeah, you Facebook did mention the, uh, the live streams on Twitch. And yeah, we like you StreamYard, so it'll simultaneously go to Twitch and YouTube. So if you can have a preference on them or whatever. Um, I haven't participated in all, any but the first one so far, but I've been, I've well, watched and there, Tim that, that, handles it very well. That again so is a Ryan. complimentary thing, right? Because yeah. I, I am a, a little bit more extroverted um, so I can handle that. And, I'm a bit but more. when Chris comes in and, you know, is there on the chat that helps too because then you've got somebody that can moderate in a bit and drop stuff links and stuff and i don't have to like go back and forth yeah um yeah it's a, it's been fun so far yeah yeah and then um do you guys want to shout out your own twitters or anything or you want to just remain anonymous i mean my name's right my name's there yeah why well, but you know yeah oh no. i'll i'll I don't know where I'll post it. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> super. I have got super awesome Twitter handle Timmers seventy seven. That's with three Z's because I roll three Z's deep. That's really good. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I had a bunch of stoner friends in college, and they just started calling me Timmers, and I'm like, I spelled it with three Z's, and they're like, "Why do you do that?" And, and I go, "Cause I roll three Z's deep, bitch." And you know, when I was like 18, 19 the years old, that was. There yep, is. sorry, there it is. Oh, you're right at the end. I had a few minutes. Yeah. Right at the gotcha. end. Gotcha. Oh, right, like 18, 19 year old Tim, that was like the height of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's and at now, I'm, now I'm stuck with that Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. Mine's at, my, at Hi, my name is Toves, which I used to have a website at, and it used to be my portfolio website used to be hi, my name is Chris.com. But then I let it. Yeah. And then someone bought it and was like, you could buy it back for more. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to just not. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just change it up. Um, yeah. yeah. So as always, you can find Foreign Press Comics at uh, FPress Comics on Twitter, uh, Foreign Press Comics pretty much everywhere, foreignpresscomics.com, blah, blah, blah. All the regular places. Um, you know, just Google it, you'll find it. Um, so yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for, Thank having, you for us. having us. This was great. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I think this comes out on um, New Year's Eve. So happy New Year. Ooh. Sweet. Happy New Year. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys.